0: You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 257. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your every day. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by my newest obsession, for Sigmatic. You may have heard me talk about it recently, it is our newest sponsor, and I have to say, I'm obsessed. They have incredible superfood made coffees and teas and elixirs made just for you so that you can have your drinks, your beverages, your coffees, your teas with superfood benefits as well as no jitters, no crash, or stomach issues. Now, for someone like me that loves tea because coffee gives me the jitters and the stomach issues and the crash, this coffee doesn't do that. My current favorite, favorite, favorite combination right now is the mushroom coffee with cordyceps plus the mushroom hot cacao mix. I love the chili flavor of the cacao mixed with the cordyceps coffee. It gives it just a little bit of sweetness and a little hint of spiciness, and it does give me those jitters. And since it has half the caffeine of regular coffee, I don't feel bad having two of them if I want throughout the morning as well. I actually got my own reusable cup so that I can bring this around with me as I go on long walks as well, and I'm obsessed. I just ran out of my first stash of it and have got literally 20 boxes of this stuff guys stash away going to Australia with me and then I'll be reordering more when I'm through these 20 boxes that I currently have with me. Like I said, I highly recommend starting with the mushroom coffee with cordyceps plus the cacao mix. That's my current favorite combo, both of them together. It's super easy to travel with. You just have little packets and you just heat up water and mix it in. You're good to go. So it's easy, simple, fast, and healthy with the superfood benefits of the mushrooms as well. But like I said, I literally just love it because it tastes so good and because it gives me that little bit of a lift without having to feel jittery or have a crash. To get 15% off for listening to The Lively Show, you can head over to foursigmatic.com slash lively, then enter the code lively to get 15% off. Seriously, I love it. I do one to three of these possibly sometimes a day, depending on how much I really want them, but I am obsessed. And like I said, 20 boxes in, hopefully that'll last me a month or two, but I'll definitely be reordering more when I'm out. In addition, we have our other sponsor today, which is Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace, so much. Squarespace is the website recommendation I always suggest for people that are starting to build a new blog, a business, some kind of website. If you need one, please start with Squarespace. It's so simple, the designs are so beautiful. My biggest recommendation is get incredible photography. If you get good photos, the templates that Squarespace makes are so photo-driven and so beautiful that you can have a website that looks completely custom super well designed and easy to update and use with your whole team directly over at Squarespace has everything you need to get started for yourself. Also, I have a lively show discount here too. You can save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain by using the offer code lively. So once you've tried it, seen that you liked it, use that code lively to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Now let's move on. Today I know you guys saw on Instagram if you're following me there that I was at the Joe Dispenza progressive workshop this weekend. I was in Austin, Texas. I flew there the day after the Pencils of Promise Gala in New York straight so that I could get to Joe Dispenza's progressive workshop. I have been in love with Joe Dispenza since earlier this year. I think I first crossed paths with his work through What the Bleep Do We Know, which I found in April of this year after I stumbled into quantum mechanics literally one year ago. So this is kind of an interesting moment to be in Austin, again, right around the holidays, because last year in the holiday season, I stumbled upon a documentary on the way back from London to New York, headed to then Austin for the holidays and watched a quantum mechanics DVD on the plane. It just had one from a science channel and I watched it and I was shocked because as they explained the science, I started to tie all of the Abraham Hicks material that I'd been studying for so much, thinking it was kind of crazy and kooky, but I loved it, to realize it had quantum mechanics underpinnings and I didn't even know at the time what quantum mechanics was, but to see the science explain what Abraham was saying, even though the science documentary people I'm sure had no idea who Abraham was or would have completely flat out denied that it had anything to do with Abraham I would guess in most cases I was hooked and I found quantum mechanics to connect to the metaphysical to the crazy more esoteric strange Abraham channeling and all that other law of attraction material I'd been so obsessed with I found it on my own naturally I didn't know that other people had discovered this before me it was kind of like if you were really into math and you stumbled upon the Pythagorean theorem and you're super excited you're like a squared plus b squared equals c squared and you just are so pumped about it and then you tell your mom and she's like oh pythagorean came up with that in like the 1500s and you're like wah wah man like i was so excited i found this myself first, but obviously other people got there hundreds of years before myself. Well, that was kind of, not in a bad way or a disappointing way, but it was similar to my own experience. I found quantum mechanics purely from the purely science background and made the bridge, the connection to all the esoteric, all the metaphysical, actually I wasn't even aware of the term metaphysical at the time, but all of the spiritual stuff I was learning as I made those connections in my mind for the first time realized other people had done this before me. And there you have it. So then four months later, I'm telling my friend how much I'm studying all this science stuff, making these connections purely in my own fresh, innocent perspective. And she said, Jess, have you heard of What the Bleep Do We Know? And I was like, no, what's that? And then I watched the documentary and I was like, wow, I am definitely not the first person to tie the spiritual to the scientific. But I'm really grateful, I will say, for the fact that I didn't get introduced to it from someone that had already bridged those subjects. It was very special and very beautiful for me to make those connections initially on my own directly, and then to find people like Joe Dispenza through What the Bleep Do We Know, Greg Braden, Bruce Lipton, all these other amazing thought leaders that are out there that have been doing this stuff for decades of their research and work, but have been largely in obscurity. Not completely, but definitely enough for me having been super super into personal development and spirituality to not know that they existed. But now, Joe Dispenza, I will tell you, let's see, about eight months later is, besides Abraham Hicks, I would say, the number one teacher in my world, my journey, and my progression. Why is Joe so important to me? Because I believe he is doing the most life-changing work. And let's be honest, guys, I've traveled a lot now. And this year I decided to drag my body around the world wherever I wanted to learn more. And I have seen about 20 conferences all over the world, literally all over the world. I've seen so many presentations, so many speakers, and I have a lot of respect for the people that I saw. There was not many that I was like, want, want, this isn't really worth it. They were all, worth it but can I tell you that Joe at this moment in time is not the same Joe that you see from what the bleep do we know he has had a massive personal evolution in many ways I've had a massive personal evolution myself if you follow the seasons of the show as well and what I know about Joe And I can sense in his work, in his energy, in his demeanor, and seeing him twice this year, is that he has shifted from not just speaking about the work, not just understanding the work, not just studying the work, but to living, being, and doing the work. And that is why I am so obsessed with the work that he's doing. He is, to me, the most influential, and not that he's influencing in the largest way, but I believe he will become the most influential scientist and mystic of this time. He is someone who has a chiropractor in neurology background, neuroscience background, who through that work, entered the mystical. So he entered the spiritual through the science. And that is what is so incredible, seeing the brain scans, understanding the frequencies of the brain waves, which Abraham talks about on the brain scans and understanding that when you're in alignment, how your brain functions like a symphony and all of the centers of the brain and how you get to activate things like the pineal gland and your autonomic nervous system so that you can get those downloads from the mystical, scientifically often ignored, but very real, spiritual sources, this is what Joe's doing and this is why I love him. He has two general workshops. The new way he's doing it going forward is to make the progressive workshop an online only course. So if you wanna do this, you can do this online. What I just did, you can now do online. I did the last live progressive workshop that he has taught in the US and he will be teaching, I guess, in any of the countries he's taught progressive workshops in the past. And then going forward to next year, you are required to take the progressive, which is basically his like level one-ish workshop so that you can take his new week-long advanced courses. Now, I am excited to go to the live week-long advanced courses next year, but also wanted as much time with this man and this thought leader and this energy and this being, this soul, on this planet at this moment in time. So I came to the live workshop instead of doing the online because it flowed and I was able to. I thought it was amazing and at first I kind of hesitated to do this episode because I thought it would be hard to distill everything I've learned in a way that I could package it up for you basically and say here's how this all works. It's a really, really, really big subject. So Trust me, this will be something I'll be going into in chunks and pieces more slowly in 2018, but I wanna just give you guys the highlights of it because I know a lot of people have been asking about it. And also, I just think this is gonna give you guys an overview of the topics and just where my mind is at, my consciousness is at right now and I'll just fill in the blanks and the gaps along the way in episodes to come. So this is gonna be a little rougher around the edges. This isn't some perfectly planned, let's go through this concept and break it down in 17 different ways thing. That is just too overwhelming for my brain at this point in time, to be honest. So I'm just gonna break down some of the high level things I took from Joe's workshop and then I'll go into these concepts more slowly and in more detail next year. Sound good? All right, so why I love Joe, I've already explained it. He's living and doing this work. He is pushing the boundaries of his own consciousness. He's not just studying the brain scans, he's changing his own brain. And as a result, the people that he's attracting to this work also are seeing real results. So there are people, like you hear about quantum healings or instant healings or these miraculous healings, and this sounds very, Anecdotal, like I have a friend of a friend that watched a movie about so-and-so, but these are real people. I was even there meeting some of these people who've had these amazing healings from everything from glaucoma to Parkinson's disease to hearing disabilities to cancer. You name it, there is someone that has healed it in Joe Dispenza's work. Rare genetic disorders that are apparently uncurable have been healed through this work, this understanding of the science and the meditation and consciousness. When applied consistently, as consistently, if you imagine us taking a medication, the healing results can happen. Now, this isn't a consistent everybody with cancer is getting healed because it's not like everybody's brain is hitting the same energy and frequency. This is a scientific thing. If you don't hit these measurements, these things do not necessarily happen for you. And even if you do get a certain, let's say, microvolts of energy into your brain through applying these breath techniques and through the meditations, you can't control the uncontrollable of the energy of the universe. But People have had these results and it is possible. And it is about the diligence of us in this physical reality to apply it that can create that opportunity for our own bodies to also react in similar ways and heal. As you guys know, I've been working on my eyesight. I've also been visualizing my body so I don't have to create that with manual effort. And I'm also working on littler things like also seeing if I can get rid of cellulite. Again, not by doing squats or workouts, but actually doing it with my mind alone. This is my new thing. I think this actually may be, it might be a season of my life, but I actually wonder if my soul came into this reality this time at this moment to practice the level of creation through consciousness rather than manual effort. So the primitive way, like we talked a few weeks ago, to create action and change in your life or to create the life you want is to take action. It's about manually doing one thing to create a result in another so if i do a then i get b this is the way that the newtonian physics has lived worked and supplied our society with many things but i think it's only a fraction of what we're possibly capable of when we understand and apply our consciousness deliberately directly and effectively we're on the leading edge of how that's done and that's what i'm here to teach you guys and share with you as i go through this myself next year but that is what's possible, it's incredible. And I'll also say to this whole thing, this is I think part of why, even though I had a lot of hesitancy around whether it was time to stop traveling or not, because I didn't get some weird voice in my head like Joe proclaiming, Jess, be here now. I actually just got sick of traveling, and didn't wanna keep going, but I felt a lot of insecurity around it. I wanted permission to stop traveling, if you will. So I kept writing to Joe and in intuition of trying to figure out, what they wanted. And eventually I got out of one of the messages. It said, it doesn't matter whether you're traveling or not. The next phase of your life, we don't care if you're in Sydney or if you're not in Sydney, is going to be about going inward instead of outward. And I think that that is what this next thing is for me. It's not about knowing anything anymore. It's now about wisdom. I've studied, 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 so would Joe. And that's where he got obviously there sooner than me, but I'm now too. I want the wisdom of experience. I want to see this in my own life. I don't want to meet the person that had the healing. I want to be the person that had a healing myself. So what's beautiful about this, I also want to say this idea of going inward instead of outward, this means no more travel. This means about going in my consciousness to travel rather than going out into the world to travel. And that is is something everybody listening to this show can do. So yes, I know my life hasn't looked as similar or familiar as it has for others in their lives and their situations, but what I'm about to do is something that people all over the world are doing that are getting these incredible healings, whether it's just emotional healings or if it's actually emotional and physical, whatever it is, they're doing it not traveling the world nomadically, doing it in their current life circumstances. So that's really exciting too, is that what I'm gonna be doing will feel very different than your average meditation. So we'll go into what those are in the future as well, but I'll just say, there's something you can do at home. There's something you can do in your bed. Even if you can't move, as long as you can think and breathe, you can do these things. So this is what's really exciting is just going behind the science of it and actually going into the implementation and then finding how fascinating it is that when you start applying the science to your meditations, which means you start moving these energies, you start, you can actually track the brainwaves, not that you need to, but they are shifting as you change your brainwaves in these ways. You end up having mystical experiences you end up having spiritual experiences now 99 percent of the meditations i've ever done or found in the world are not getting you to these altered states of consciousness however joe's work is and that's why i'm super excited about it i've also had a few altered states of consciousness through breath work which is something i want to explore more with you guys going forward into the future as well but Your average headspace meditation is probably not gonna get you there. That doesn't mean it can't get you there, it's just not as likely to because it's not changing the microvolts of energy in the brain, it's not necessarily syncing all of the systems up in the same way. It's not necessarily focusing on the divergent focus that we'll be getting, again, like I said, more into next year. So one of my biggest aha moments from the workshop itself was his big perspective on block removal. Now, when you get into this work, you find a lot of modalities that help you remove emotional, like trapped emotions or negative thought patterns, like tapping, EFT, theta, RTT, acupuncture. There's so many ways you can move energy in the body, both with your subconscious or with your physical. But what Joe's perspective was, was that you can take, let's say you had a really difficult past memory that has a lot of negative emotions associated with it, He believes and has found that you can also, besides all of those other modalities, override that negative memory and all the emotional patterns that come along with that negative memory with large, new, positive experiences and emotions. And the great thing about that is you don't have to win the lottery to override the old pattern in memory. You can actually do this through visualization and meditation. If you can, in your consciousness, create a reality, a new memory of your future that has not happened yet, but you can feel the emotion so positively of what that future will feel like, you can actually override the subconscious connection to the old memory and the old emotions. Again, this is not your average Coverage, go listen to some 10 minute meditation thing. But this is possible. And I am super excited. I've actually seen it in my own life. I got to try it in the progressive workshop myself and see it work on a subject in my own life. So that is a really exciting aspect of removing blocks and letting go of things in the past in order to create change that I'm really excited about. And I also had this really interesting realization about the holidays and family. Since we're just upon the holidays, this is something to keep in mind. I recognized after doing the workshop, I saw my friend putting up her Christmas tree with all of the ornaments she's had for so many years. And after listening to Joe talk and talk and talk for the last three days, I was able to see what he says. We stay stuck in our past or the current reality we have is a product of our past memories and emotions and thoughts. We tend to stay in a cycle of having the same memories, emotions, and thoughts over and over again. So our lives don't change very much. And then I thought about all those people that might be listening right here. It might be you with your headphones on right now on the train or wherever you are right now. This might actually apply to you. Let's say you've recognized that. You've noticed this is not how I want to live my life. I want to change. And you do all this work over the year and then you go to the holidays and you go to the Christmas parties with your family and you've already prepared, you've maybe even talked to a therapist about how you're gonna do it differently this year if it's a difficult family situation, but then you get there and somehow something someone says or does lands you exactly in the old patterns of feelings, emotions and reactions and behaviors that you've had in the past. And you're like all of a sudden transported to being 12 years old again, or 20 years old again, or two years old, whatever the situation is for you. If you've ever had that feeling and you go, wait, I did all this work on myself and now I'm still behaving like I used to, why? Well, one of the interesting things I recognized as she was putting the Christmas tree together is how much holidays, particularly and especially in the US, have this focus on traditions. And if you have a positive association of connections, emotions and feelings with your family, those positive traditions anchor in all of those positive feelings. So if you remember your family in really positive ways and have great connections with them year round, then you're likely to have those great connections and feelings at Christmas. If you have more difficult or strained relationships with family members, Those same traditions can act as triggers. So as you're eating the same foods you used to eat when you were 12 years old, as you are putting the stockings on the fireplace that are the same stockings you've had since you were eight years old, all of these things around us, what we're listening to, the Christmas music, the movies, all the things in the media that we continue to go back to because they bring us quote unquote so much joy but also end up anchoring us emotionally and our subconscious to these states that were set when we were much younger. So it's no wonder that we're getting triggered by these people that may not have changed very much in the last year, despite our own (laughs) growth. And also these experiences were put into the same environment, the same energetic connections and the same, like literally the decorations themselves. I think that's so interesting to think about. If you want more of the positive feelings you've had in the past, then all of those traditions are wonderfully verifying the continuation of that positive experience. But if you have, or I should guess I should say Santosha, and if you have difficult feelings or relationships, those same traditions could cause the same triggering. So it's not necessarily your fault. It doesn't mean that you haven't actually changed in many new ways in your new life, your new reality over the past year, but literally some of those traditions could be a part of what is holding you into the past when you're in those moments. And then the beautiful thing is, let's say it happens, huge compassion for yourself, huge awareness of what's triggering you, whether it's something your dad said, and then you're eating the same meal you used to eat, and you're using the same stocking, and you're seeing every, all the ornaments, everything's all the same. Just realize in January, or when you leave, you're going to go back to your new triggers and your new reality and your new emotions. But in that moment, give yourself as much compassion as possible. And also, if you go into that reality ahead of time, you can give yourself as much awareness as possible about how all of those things can tie you to your past and how that awareness might even just give you that little bit of breath of air, that little bit of space to not react as strongly. I think this is kind of interesting for myself too as I think about the fact that when I go to Australia and Sydney, I've been feeling this urge to be completely astonished by the decorating that my apartment has. As you guys know, I love decorating and I've had so many homes toured and featured all over over the years and what I want this new place to feel like is something completely unlike anywhere I've been before I don't even want to buy things from the same stores I used to buy before I also do the same with my clothing and what's interesting is it's not like I'm trying to escape my past but at the same time I am trying to grow into the new person I want to be and that new person to me, yes, do I need to, you know, avoid all the old things? Not necessarily. And no, I don't think this master yogi, you know, I don't think Splinter, if we're to use a Ninja Turtles example, you know, needs a new cloak because he doesn't want to have his old triggering from the past. But I will say, I don't think it hurts to have these new talismans, these new energies and these new designs and visions and and triggers to plant in me in this opportunity I have to buy new things and create a new life in a new way. And I'm excited about that because it's kind of the opposite effect of the Christmas holiday decorations. It's the ability for me to grow into my future rather than to hold on to the past emotions and thoughts and feelings I had in the past. Now I'm actually very grateful to say that and appreciative to say that I focused on my alignment so much that now even when I'm out of alignment, the momentum of alignment I've cultivated very, very, very deliberately over the past two years is really strong. So usually, even when I'm not feeling the greatest, things tend to go pretty well overall. But I think this is just something I'm noticing is that instead of going to traditions, I'm actually trying to change things up and surprise my brain, which just reminds it it's not where it used to be. So I don't think it's totally necessary for everyone to throw out all their stuff and start over, but it is something I've noticed about my own situation. It might be something you can think about for yourself. So as I said, I'll just recircle back to the really cool thing, and I'll get into the details of how this works, but the more you implement the science, which usually seems so opposite of the spiritual, the more you actually enter the mystical, but it's about implementing the science, not just learning about it, not just studying it, it's about changing those brainwaves, changing those neural peptides in your body. As you do it, it is possible to enter the spiritual realm and you can have the understanding and awareness of what's happening in your mind and your brain at the same time. It's really cool and I wanna talk a lot more next year about the quantum field as Joe calls it, or the zero point field as Lynn McTaggart calls it, or heaven as Jesus called it. We're gonna talk a lot about the space between things. We're gonna talk about the non-physical reality Abraham's always going on about. We're gonna talk about that power and how to create with our consciousness because in the space between everything, lies the potential for anything we want in our lives. It's just about us knowing how to access it. It's knowing the passcodes, it's knowing how to get in there to pull it out of there and into our lives. And like I said, I believe this is my, at least current, if not my lifelong reason for being on the planet at this moment in time, is to learn how to create with my consciousness. Right now, the only type of physical creation and manual creation I really wanna do is I wanna decorate with my hands, cause that's fun. I wanna make ceramics, that sounds fun to try. And I wanna try some painting. Those things sound fun to do manually, but other things like creating abundance or helping people or let's see what else, body or health or wellness, all of that I want to create with my consciousness and do it in a magical seeming way rather than a manual way. So that is what the show is gonna be going into. Thank you as always for sticking with this if it's still resonating with you and if this is sounding far beyond you or uninteresting to you or like craziness, that's totally fine too. I know that we have 257 wonderful episodes that can support you in so many different directions or places in your journey. So the nice thing is there's always more to go back and explore in the past if this future is not as intriguing And if this is something you're looking for, I am so excited to bring this to you guys. I want to get into this, I want to live this, I want to emanate this so deeply that, first of all, it enhances my own life because I am here to live my life for me and then share it with you. So as we go into this, I'm so excited for you to join on this journey and thank you to all the ladies who showed up at the Joe Dispenza event and said hello, thank you so much for saying hi, giving me a hug and I am so excited, you guys. 2018 is gonna be an incredible year and I am so curious to see where we end up. And there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, you can find me at Jess C as in Coogee Beach Lively. And for show notes for this episode, head over to JessLively.com slash Joe Dispenza Workshop. Before I share where I'm headed to next, I'd like to talk about today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. I love FreshBooks. FreshBooks is my Instagram of bookkeeping. I cannot believe that I love bookkeeping as much as I do, but I do, and it's the end of the year. So if you have not been taking care of your books, so you're not loving the bookkeeping software that you've been using, this is a perfect time to try something new. Give it a try. I love it. It's so easy to invoice people, track my expenses. My bookkeeper can get in there easily. There are all the different types of documents if you need your profit and loss statement or your expense report for your accountant in 2018 and so much more. You can get a free 30-day trial over at FreshBooks.com/Lively, and I do hope you guys love it as much as I have. I'm now going on, I think, year number six of working with FreshBooks, and I love it. Now, for where I'm headed to next, I am flying to Sydney today. I'm so excited to come back. When I land, I will be headed straight to the mattress store, and then over to my apartment to move in. I'll basically have a mattress, some glasses, and some plants. So there's some other shopping I've got to have to do over the next few weeks, but at least it's a start. I'm so excited to take you guys on the journey there. So follow me on Instagram if you want to see how it comes together. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today.